Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and today we have a great show, as always, lined up for you. Joining me today is Coach Stephen P. Coach, how we doing, my man? I'm oh, doing good, Nate, man. Uh, it's it's you know a month almost into the season now. Fantasy's fun. Football is is interesting, and it's a great time of year right now. It sure is. It sure is. And also with us today is Meg. Meg, how are we? I'm good. Um, I had a long day at work today, so I'm on my couch with some Chinese food, and I'm excited to talk football. What's better after a long day of work than Chinese food, football, and podcasting? I can't figure out what that would be. Before we hop into things, guys, be sure to visit our website, weenofantasy.com. There we have a bunch of weekly content dropping for you, including the waiver wire wish list on Monday, streamable quarterbacks, on Tuesdays, streamable defense of the week as well on Tuesdays, and B-team dropping Saturday. Our main man, Will, is dropping his uh, Dynasty Thoughts podcast. And you know our, our guy, Will, is going by the Fantasy Football Philosopher uh, these days. A lot of great content there that he is pumping out. A lot of great guests coming on that podcast. And anything and everything, you know what Dynasty Fantasy Football, he has you covered. Be sure to uh, follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts, wherever that may be. Drop us a follow. And uh, while you're on there, be on the lookout for our Fantasy Golf Podcast brought to you by Lenny and Sean. When I do get some free time, which when in the fantasy football season I don't have much of, I hop in there as well. But uh, those guys are pumping out weekly content for Fantasy Golf as well. And before we hop into things, real quick, Stephen, where people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at Coach Stephen P. And Meg? Well, apparently Meg does not want to be found on social media. (laughs) Let me unmute my mic for you. (laughs) Sorry. What is is, um, when Mike and Mike used to be on in the morning when they would forget to turn on their mics, they would come up with a, you are a professional. But we're not professionals. Um, let me try that again. You can find me on Twitter at M-E-G-H-A-H-A-N. All right. And as always, you can find me, Nate, with We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. So, guys, uh, this week we have the annual return of Josh Gordon. So we must talk about his value now with his new landing spot in Kansas City. Uh, we'll talk about the Chicago offense and uh, what was a dreadful uh, NFL debut by Justin Fields. I know uh, a few of us, or at least one of us in here, have some strong opinions about about said quarterback. We'll talk about the CMC, Dalvin Cook injuries, and we'll go over the top five current players in each position of fantasy football through the first three weeks and see if they're here to stay or if they're not. So let's kick off with the big news, guys. Josh Gordon is back. He's with the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Uh, You know, he went through the whole reinstatement process for, I believe, the fourth time, I think it is. Um, But he's in the league back now. And uh, let's just hop into things. Stephen, is there any fancy value here? Oh, God. I feel like we talk about this every year at this point. There's a point of the season when Josh Gordon comes back, and it's like everyone is like, got to get Josh Gordon on your fantasy team. Uh, He ends up in a situation where – He's, he'd likely be the third option, possibly. I know he's going to probably take some time to come back into swing of things. He's, you know, had one touchdown over the last, you know, t- 
two years now. Uh, but if you look back in 2018, I think he was with the Patriots. He had a couple decent outings. And, you know, you're now attached to arguably the best quarterback in football right now or, or so. There's definitely opportunity to use Josh Gordon. Who knows how long that will be until he gets suspended once again. Um, he's intriguing. And if you have, I think, room as a final roster spot on your current team, he's worth an add to see, wait and see kind of what happens if he can kind of show us some glimpses of what we've always seen in Josh Gordon, but obviously never for a full season. So, All right, Matt, you in the same boat here. You think it's obvious that anyone that gets uh, tagged to this offense in the wide receiver role will have fantasy value in, in, in some form or another, I think if I was put on the roster with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, I might have a game where I give you, uh, I don't want to, maybe I'll give you seven fancy points. I would probably be in the hospital after one hit, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does, and there's value that way. But um, is he worth a roster spot in your opinion, Meg? Um, I, I think I'm in the same boat uh, as Steve. Well, first of all, I want to say on a personal note in real life because you know real life is much different than fantasy I really hope that he can pull it off I hope that he can make a comeback um I've always been rooting for him I've always been let down um but in real life I really hope that he can prove everyone wrong but now back to the fantasy world um it, it's tough to say I mean how many times have we been burnt by him every year um I want to say that, you know, being on the Chiefs and having Mahomes as the quarterback, that if he's going to make a comeback, this would be the year uh, because of this fantastic team and how much they throw the ball. Um, and yeah, Mahomes being argu arguably the best quarterback in the league. But then again, you know, he was he was on the Patriots and, and couldn't really make it happen. And he was on... Uh, he was with Seattle and had a quarterback like Russell Wilson, who, you know, he's a fantastic quarterback, but he's also a great guy with high morals and he wasn't able to help Gordon turn it around. So it's like, you know, I naturally do want to say that he like, this would be the year on the chiefs, but he's had really great opportunities in the past. So it, it's tough. It's he's, he's super talented, but at the same time, you know, he had, maybe one or two stellar seasons, how long ago I, I'm not going to take a chance on him uh, anytime soon. Um, he, he has a lot of proving to do. So if you are in a deeper league and you're kind of desperate and you do have an open spot, maybe pick him up and let him sit on your bench for a while and just see what happens. But I'm, I'm not getting excited over Josh Gordon. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys. Yeah. It's not someone that I instantly went out and threw a ton of fab at or put at the top of my uh, waiver wire priority. If there is a league that I have a, a, a last spot in, um, anything of that nature, maybe, but I don't think I have rostered in any league. And even after waiver wire yesterday, and a lot of my leagues, he was still sitting there to be had. Um, but if you guys listen to this podcast and he's gone for a significant amount of fab in your league, let us know. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. I'm just I'm just intrigued. I'm interested to see what his his value was at some leagues that 
may have valued him. But as Steven said, he hasn't played football since 2019. He played 11 games then, didn't play last year. Um, you know, we're, we're three weeks deep now, hasn't played this year. So there's uh, two years of meaningful football he hasn't played. Prior to that, he played, what, 12 games in 18, 5 and 17, then didn't play 16 or 15. And then there was those three years in Cleveland where he had those fantastic runs that uh, made him, you know, still to this day, the, the hopeful fantasy football darling that people want him to be. But that last season he had where he was significant, and boy was he significant with almost 1,700 uh, receiving yards, but 2013, so we're, we're, what is that, eight years removed from that. Um, he's been in and out of the league. I, you know, he has talent, but I just think even the best of football players can't, you know, be in and out of the league for eight seasons and, um, and uh, just, just, uh, come back like nothing happened and be relevant. Like, he again, it, when that New England, what was in 2019, he had those, oh, a game or two early in the season that he did well. But then he ended up on Seattle later on. And like Meg said, he's had a lot of great opportunities with quarterbacks uh, before. So, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the same boat where it's not someone I'm jumping all over to, to uh, get on my roster. Does, does his arrival there hurt anyone's fantasy value, Steven? Um, I mean, it it has to show some kind of like effect towards Mikkel Harmon that he's not the real two on the team. Uh, because if that was the case, I mean, granted, you know, they don't really have a strong depth at wide receiver. So maybe adding Gordon made sense in that sense. But I feel like they didn't need to go out and get Gordon if, if they really thought maybe Mikkel Harmon was the actual wide receiver two on the team. Uh, to me, it, it kind of shows more the fact that he's not in for that role. That's not the kind of role they want him to play. And I think it just it's going to make his value kind of go down. He's not really having a great season in terms of production uh, so far. So at this point, I think if Josh Gordon starts getting things going, Michael Harmon's probably going to just see fewer targets, which just kind of makes him almost not rosterable at the moment well, for future reference. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there, uh, Meg. Anything to add to that? No, I I fully agree with uh, Stephen on that, um, which I'm annoyed with because I have Hardman on my on my team, and I don't know. Um, I'm I'm a little confused though. Like I, I feel like it's not really the offense that's struggling with Kansas City as much as it is the defense. Um, not that you know, Gordon messes up trying to build their defense back up. But I just, I don't know. It's it's kind of a random pickup to me. But I guess we'll see what happens. All right, guys. So that's out of the way. Let's talk about another big storyline that happened last week. And that was, uh, that was Justin Fields' NFL debut here with Chicago, where he netted one yard of offense. What was it? Didn't he go like something like six, six for 20 or something obscene like that? Yeah, yeah, six, yeah, yeah, six for twenty, with a thirty completion percentage for sixty-eight yards. When he was sacked for sixty-seven, like nine sacks. Man, oh man, what a what a rough outing! Uh, a way to be baptized into this league. I know Meg uh, has been vocal for a long time about Justin Fields' uh, uh, ability to play quarterback in the NFL. Um, before we hop into that, 
what do we what do we make of this? Is this a, a one time a one time bad deal here in Chicago? You know, we still have Matt Nagy's offense, which let's be honest, isn't the best of uh, best of offenses. But in the same in the same round, we had Allen Robinson, one of the best receivers in the league, have six targets for two receptions for twenty four yards, and then David Montgomery had ten carries in that game. Um, if I, I I like like Nagy said. I don't think Justin Fields will continue as the starter. I think Andy Dalton will be back in. As Nagy said, that all three of his quarterbacks are now in contention to start next week. That's Fields, Dalton, and, of course, the infamous Nick Foles. Um, What do do we make of this, Stephen? Where are we with this situation? Is this, uh, you know, a lot of people spent on early pick, especially in Superflex dynasties on a – uh, Justin Fields, is this what to expect out of him, or was that just first game uh, jitters in a way? So I think that people need to be patient with this offense here because I know a lot of people are concerned with Justin Fields and how poor that game was, Robinson, uh, Monty, um, and a lot of these players that, that we we liked going into drafts this year. And if you think about it in a nutshell real quick, First game of the season, first game with Andy Dalton playing with this new team here against the Rams defense. It was a disaster waiting to happen. We all knew it was going to be like that. Week two, you know, you have Andy Dalton get hurt mid-game and, you know, Fields going in. And and there's a reason why I think Nagy kept Andy Dalton in the start of the season is because Fields just isn't ready yet. He just You just can see that he's just not ready for the starting role. He's a great talent, and he'll get there. It just takes time, and maybe throwing him into these situations is what he really needs to get his— his mindset on the field there and look better as a passer and see that awareness on the offense. And that's clearly affecting how these pass catchers and the running backs are going right now because you haven't played half a game and then he plays the bears, which bears are a good defense. You know, they're slightly underrated there. They they have a good pass rush. And you clearly saw that this past Sunday that, you know, Phil's just wasn't getting the ball out of his hands at all and taking way too many sacks there. And it clearly affected the whole offense. It seems like Andy Dalton's practicing right now, so there's a good chance Andy Dalton is probably going to get back in the in the driver's seat. Unfortunately, so if you're hoping that Fields is going to be, you know, this amazing quarterback uh, in his rookie year, it might have to wait a couple more weeks, or maybe in the back half of the season when they bring him back in to see if maybe they can get something going with him if the offense isn't going. Um, but with Fields, you're going to have to sit back and wait if you draft him in redraft leagues. Uh, Robinson and uh, Daryl Mooney, if you liked him, I think their time are coming. I, I think either Andy Dalton is going to be there, and I think we'll get them the ball, or Fields will eventually start getting things going. And we know that he had a, a deep ball to his game there. So things are going to pick up. It's just it's going really slow, unfortunately. All right, Megan. Well, I don't quite call you Megan. I don't think I've ever called you Megan. Meg, what do you, what do you take? What is your take of this of the situation? It's okay. I mean, Megan is my real name, so that's totally fine. Um, Nate, you know I've been waiting for this moment to talk about Ohio State quarterbacks, right? Yeah, and this is why I let Stephen go first. So, <laughs> um, yeah, for those that don't know, I have been saying for the longest time uh, ever since Fields was drafted that um, Ohio State quarterbacks just do not make it in the NFL. Um, I'm from Ohio. Uh, I'm an Ohio State fan. And uh, even though I have been saying that, all joking aside, I will 
be the bigger person and admit that I agree. I think that Fields just needs some time. Um, I wouldn't write him off just yet, but I'm that's not me admitting that I'm wrong. I think that there's still a chance that the Ohio State quarterback curse could go on. But yeah, um, you know, his first start is against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, their defense is great. And I think it was just a recipe for disaster. Um, Miles Garrett had a field day or fields day. If anyone likes puns, that just came to me. I didn't plan that. Um, (laughs) I I don't know if I'm proud of myself or want to punch myself in the face for that one. Um, Yeah. Miles Garrett, you know, tore it up that game. Uh, Probably part of it is because Miles Garrett is amazing, but also fields kind of gave him the opportunity to, have that many sacks, but yeah, it was a recipe for disaster. The Cleveland Browns defense is legit and he's just, I don't think he's ready either. Um, I would give it some time, uh, but maybe keep your guard up if you do have him. Um, And as far as just the entire offense goes, I, if you, if you have Chicago bears shares, I would maybe, you know, let them sit on the bench for a little bit until Chicago figures out, you know, who's going to be quarterback and who's going to stay. Um, if you end up missing out on Robinson or someone having a huge game, um, I mean, I guess that's the risk you have to take, but I, I don't know. I think it's red flags when the coach doesn't even really know like who may start for sure. And that, you know, Chicago has a lot of figuring out to do. So. Yeah, that's the thing you're going to, it's hard for me to believe in Al Robinson when you're, you have your coach saying that there's three potential quarterbacks that could play. We all know Andy Dalton is the is going to be the starter if it is if it is to uh, be a healthy. But Justin Fields was also a uh, early selection in the draft, and you know he's going to warrant his his you know chances. He's what they believe to be the quarterback of the future if they are to invest a early first round pick on him as they did. So we'll see how that goes. You know, but it's not looking good for Allen Robinson. I know he had that touchdown uh, last week in Cincinnati, but you know it's been a rough start to the season. Even his first game with with Andy Dalton, eleven or six for what was it, thirty five yards, no touchdown. So on the season, he only has ten receptions for not even a hundred yards yet. So it's 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 rough to watch. We'll see what happens there. Even David Montgomery, the rushing game, they're getting game scripted out pretty easily. Um, like you said, it's not been an easy start to the season for this for this team either. So we'll see exactly what happens, and uh, we'll move from there. Some big running back injuries, though, have happened, of course, last Thursday in that Carolina Panthers uh, victory on Thursday night football over the Houston Texans to go to 3-0. and They lost Christian McCaffrey, who, uh, you know, it looked a lot more serious during the game and, and the happenings thereafter. Then what it actually ended up being, well, I think it was a, a hamstring gra- uh, strain grade one. Is that correct in my saying? It was, but I believe someone recently said that it's less than a one. Which... Yeah, I, I read somewhere where the quote, I forget who it was from, but they said that it was like a, it was like a point five or a half of a point of a, of a strain. So it could just be a one-week absence for CMC, which, you know, fantasy owners would uh, – you know, sigh or huge sigh of relief. Uh, last season, if you were to invest in him, you, you missed most of the season. Um, 
but we're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, debate here, whatever side you pick. But say in a vacuum, we have Christian McCaffrey and Delvin Cook miss a game where Delvin Cook missed last week, and with the way Alexander Madison ran the football, they're probably not going to be too worried about getting him back. That's Cook at, at least. Uh, let him recover with the way you know Madison does. You know, fit in the offense, kind of a Dalvin Cook esque type running back. Uh, but say in a vacuum, both these guys are missing for Week Four. Which of the uh, handcuffs or the backups would you rather plug and play in your lineup between Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard and Alexander Madison? And uh, Stephen, which one are you picking? Um, I hate to like cheat, but I feel like it really depends on what you're looking for. And I'll just like quickly say that like if you're looking for a safe play, I think would be Madison. Madison is going to see probably most of the workload, but he plays a tough uh, Browns defense who have been really good against running backs this season. So uh, we've known for them to kind of at times when Cook's not there to kind of get away from the run, even though they didn't do that last week, thankfully. Uh, but they have been known to do that at times. And then you look at the other side with Herbert Hubbard and there's like potential like upside because, you know, he was he was a, a really great co- uh, running back in college. And we really like them. But, you know, down season really dropped his draft stack uh, stock that really put him down to where he was with Carolina. Uh, but we know that last year, the Mike, the Mike Davis backup role and when, when he took over, it was it was an RB one potential season right there. And if Hubbard gets that same Herbert Hubbard, yeah, Herbert gets that same workload that, you know, Mike Davis got last year. We could be looking at a, you know, low end RB one with the upside of that receiving ability. So if it's just a one week thing, I love Madison, but I'm probably gonna go Hubert Herbert. Uh they did uh they do play the Cowboys and the Cowboys let like Austin Eckler just like catch like four thirteen balls like two weeks ago. Um so I, I'd rather take that upside with the receiving game that Hubbard does um offer possibly in in the week four matchup yeah chuba was going to come out in 2019 and then at that point he was rejected to be the top running back of that class and be a first round selection but he stayed in college for the 2020 season and uh you know had a i don't want to say subpar but had a less than what he did on his uh, junior year uh there at, i believe oklahoma state or somewhere in that realm i think it was Oklahoma state is where he played his college football but, yeah, he uh, he's a very talented back, and I'm not sure what happened there in Oklahoma State. You know, there's a lot of variables in college football that can really change things from year to year. We've seen it with the uh, quarterbacks and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, he, he is talented, and um, he did well when he did film for CMC in that Thursday night football game, especially when they got control of that game. So um, where are we leaning here, Megan? Which one do you prefer? Um, I hate – continuously copying Steven, but um, I, I agree with the whole, uh, it depends if we're looking at, you know, week to week or long-term. Um, I think that I would definitely lean on Madison uh, long-term um, as of right now. Anyway, I, I mean, it, it's hard because we, we haven't really seen a whole lot of Hubbard. So, um, you know, we, we know what Madison can do. And so it's easy to kind of lean towards him. Um, but Madison is up against that Cleveland Browns defense that I just talked about. Uh, so that's going to be tough. So, um, if we're looking at this coming week only, I would probably roll the dice with Hubbard. Uh, if we are looking long-term, I would probably go with Madison, but 
there is a lot of upside for Hubbard, um, if, especially if we do look at what Mike Davis did last year. Um, obviously, the Panthers are good at giving these backup running backs uh, potential to do well. So um, I think it just depends. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also there with you guys, but I'm going to go. I think Madison, it, 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 like you just said, the safer play. We know what he, he does. He, he's started games. He's done well before. And Chuba's a rookie who hasn't had a start, so we'll see what happens there. But honestly, both aren't bad plays if you need a, a spot play running back this week. Agreed. All right. One last thing we're going to do before we hop off this podcast. We're just going to talk about we're three weeks uh, in, as Steven said, when we started this podcast. We're almost a month in the season. We're talking about the top five players at each position. Just run down, see if there's any names that stick out at us, and uh, you know, see if these names are going to be ones that stick around or, or, or some that are, that are going to fall. So quarterbacks, I don't know if there's anything crazy here. We have Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson in that order. Uh, nothing really crazy there. I, I think we can assume that we'd see Josh Allen get up there at some point. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's because he's had mediocre games before, even though I still wouldn't consider them mediocre. But uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen should almost at this point be as automatic as Mahomes. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a little surprised there at four, especially after that bad performance against the Cowboys. I don't want to say bad, but he turned the ball over, what, two or three times and threw a threw a pick six. Uh, that's a little surprising there, but nothing really to debate there. Running backs, you know, there there is a name here, DeAndre Swift at third. That's a little surprising, as, as many would probably project, especially the Jamal Williams signing. I know that big week one really helped him. In week two, he actually had a good week too, but... Derek Henry, of course, is RB1 right now, and that probably won't change. Aaron Jones uh, had a three or four touchdown game against the 49ers, really helped that out. CMC up there at four, and also Eckler at five. Any surprises here, guys? Anything that you think could change? I think Swift definitely doesn't stay in the top five. I mean, I love his potential, but, you know, guys like Zeke and Barkley are starting to get their groove going, and, you know, there's always Nick Chubb and someone else I'm probably missing Dalvin Cook who's not on this list which would be a surprise uh, again the offense is just isn't that great he might end up as a low-end RB1 on the end of the season but I, I just don't think he ends up in this top five where he is right now he's had two great weeks and there's nothing wrong with that but I, I don't think he stays in the top five is there any surprise here with Austin Eckler in the top five a little I mean, he's he's great. Um, I just I don't know. I feel like there's some other people that could have been in his in his place. Um, I feel like Nick Chubb just never gets the respect that he deserves. Um, he didn't do as well this past week, but I don't think that that was had anything to do with him. Cream um, Hunt also had a big week last week too. So yeah, that's um, the that's the the bad part of Nick Chubb is. He doesn't get any receiving work because it goes to Kareem Hunt. Right. And Henderson, uh, I know that he he just got injured, but he's been really consistent um, since the season started. All right. My receivers, we have a little bit of uh, some debate to talk about here. Of course, Cooper Cup is off to that 
a crazy run. He's like 20 points ahead of the next player on the list. That's Mike Williams is the wide receiver, too. That's a surprise. Uh, so we have Cup at one, Mike Williams at two, Tyler Lockett at three, Adam Fillion at four, Devonta Adams at five. I think the only name we thought, at, the, at least at the start of the season, we'd see here is a Devonte Adams. But man, the way Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup uh, are connecting, it's insane. Do you think Cooper Cup can finish as a top five receiver this year? Absolutely, I think he can. Um, you know, he had he had great talent over his over his year so far, I and mean, he's a little older, but. I mean, the way they're using him in this Rams offense here is is pretty spectacular, and he has this immediate connection with Matthew Stafford right now. And again, they've played decent opponents in terms of their past their their secondaries. So I mean, but I mean, they're just carving up secondaries left and right. Those two together, and as long as he can stay healthy, and that's always been Cooper Cup's biggest flaw is that he's not somebody who can stay healthy. And if he can stay healthy and he can Matthew Stafford can continue to feed him the ball. I, I don't see that changing, especially with the running back situation kind of all banged up right now. It could just be a very pass-heavy Ram offense there, and Cooper Cup is going to continue uh, to lead the way, to be honest. Yeah, and then Mike Williams. <laughs> There's always been that, that ability for Mike Williams to be a, a – big time receiver just the injuries i've always kept him down or or quarterback play or anything of that nature where do you think he finishes the season at i'm a big fan of mike williams um i i don't know i think he can keep it up uh i would say he like maybe top 15 um I don't know if that's if that's if you guys agree with that or not, but I like I I think he's going to keep this up. I think he can, yeah. I mean, his opponents, if you look at them, it's not the toughest matchups down the stretch uh, on the front half or the back half, to be honest. Again, the touchdowns might not happen each and every week, so the you know you might be looking at like six less points a game, maybe like 12, 13 fantasy points and not the 18 or 19 he's getting most weeks. And again, he, he's got four touchdowns already on the season. Let's say he gets 10. That means six over the next, what, uh, what how many games? 14. Another 14 games. Oh, uh, yeah. That's 14. not bad. So, I mean, that would, that would be pretty spectacular kind of season. But uh, just note that he's, he may not see a touchdown every single week, but... Uh, like Megan said, as a top 15 wide receiver, if he can stay healthy, and that's the biggest thing for both these top two guys, uh, there's actual possibility that he does that. Yeah, then we have Tyler Lockett, who we know from past seasons have those big games, especially early on the season, and kind of phase out. We know that DK Metcalf is the better talent there. Um, I think we all can agree that he's not going to finish in the top five or probably top ten. Um Maybe a top 15, but I think he's more of a top 20, 25 player myself. I agree. Yeah, I, I can I can see him finishing as a top 15 guy. Um, but, yeah, he's probably better off as a low-end wide receiver, too. And Adam Thielen, you know, the receptions are always there, and he gets a good amount of work. But we just haven't seen Justin Jefferson get going yet, and I just think once that happens, it's, 
the work's going to go away from Thielen, even though he is a fantastic receiver and a fantastic fantasy option for left. What's it been, past five years or so? I think you could talk to him just like Mike Mike, uh, Mike Williams. I mean, he's got four touchdowns in three games. Uh, he's not seeing huge yardage, just one game over 50 yards. Again, does he get – he had 13 touchdowns last year. So, I mean, 13 games, nine more touchdowns. He's not going to have high yardage likely. You're, you're expecting him to score a touchdown. If he doesn't, it might be a very – mediocre game of course and then of course Devonte adams finishes off the wide receivers tight ends a lot of familiar names here travis kelsey rob gronkowski in second right now you know he had those what was it four or three touchdowns for the first two games um actually i think it was four but anyways the yardage really isn't there but like you said the tight end, or the touchdowns are there and that's what you're getting out of rob gronkowski um, TJ Hawkinson, of course, a name we're familiar with, Darren Waller, and Dalton Schultz. I think this is just because he had that big Monday night game that really propelled him, and there hasn't been much outside of the other four we talked about in terms of tight end scoring. Yeah, Schultz was kind of a random one to me. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe they kind of cracked the code with that, and he'll continue to do well. Um, I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket though yeah top five seems a bit much for sure i mean he is playing more than like jarwin right now he's seeing more targets uh it, it seems clear they they like him as the pass catching tight end but michael gallup's not there right now uh it's a it seems to be more of a run first team right now it, it's not likely to 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 maintain himself as a top five guy all right, guy, and that's it for this week's uh, We Know Fantasy podcast. Of course, every Wednesday night or Thursday morning, whenever you uh, are to load up your podcasts for whatever activity you do to listen to them, be sure to uh, look for us, We Know Fantasy, wherever you follow your podcasts. Please drop us a follow. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Before we hop off here, one more time, Stephen, where people find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter over at Coach Stephen P. And Meg? You can find me on Twitter at M-E-G-H-A-H-A-N. As always, my name is Nate with We Know Fancy. You can find me on Twitter and Twitter on Facebook at We Know Fancy. Until next week, guys, we'll see you.